You're listening to Peak One Sports. Welcome to the Bungalow Hockey Show. Take two. Yes, your boy here started without audio once again. We're off to a good start on on this first ever episode of the Bungalow Hockey Show. What I think is hilarious is you is you the reason that you found out you were recording without audio is because you were talking, talking. about yesterday recording without audio. <laughs> I will reiterate. I will reiterate again from this week's Bungalow Sports Show. We're taking applications for producers <laughs> because apparently. Like, if the computer's not right in front of my face, which I, like, put it over here so it's, like, not in the way, everything looks better, I just got to see this little line going so I see our voices. <laughs> Welcome to the Bungalow Hockey Show, though. This is the first episode. We just talked for about five minutes about why we're doing it. I, I, don't, I don't like to rehash. <laughs> we're not going to do it all again. All I have to say is I love hockey. Daniel loves hockey. The, there's plenty of sports out there. I since hockey's back, it's what's on my mind most. I don't want to fill the bungalow sports show with hockey talk. So we're just going to separate them. And bungalow sports show will be for all the other sports. The fight show will be for MMA and the UFC. And this is going to be all hockey all the time. Daniel's our hockey expert. And we, I made the team. You did. I'm on the team, You did, made the team. You, you uh, first ballot, dude. You weren't even on the bubble. Oh yeah, like you were like, like the kid. You were like the kid at tryouts where it's just like after the first drill, like all the coaches are just like, "What's like that kid's 40, name?" Like forty four. You like yeah. we like him. Yeah, What's yeah, that yeah. kid's name? Yeah. Um. So yeah, thank that'd, you. That'd honestly be the first time ever that's happened to me. So, <laughs> I know, so right? Great. Yeah, I was like, I when I played baseball, like I was like all I made all stars a lot when I was a kid, but I was like I squeaked right in right at the end. You know what I mean? Because like it's it just you know. That's why we like to talk about sports because we're not that good at them. Yeah, it's know? normally when you're not that good at sports, you you talk about them and then people think like, oh, wow, this guy knows yeah. a lot. It's like, yeah, I know a lot. I yeah. just can't do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I spent a lot of my time examining and analyzing, <laughs> not doing. Um, but yeah, we're going to come to you every week on Tuesday. Um, the Bungalow Sports Show is now moved to Sunday nights live at 5 p.m., uh, after the games are over, the football games are over, at the start of Sunday Night Football, um, and we'll get, you know, that show's not really going to change. Just, uh, we're just moving it to live on Sunday night, so. Joey can't be mad that I'm on the, that I'm yeah, on the show. Yeah, you, he him. can't get mad that you're, co you're an official <laughs> co-host now because this isn't his show. Yeah. This is your show. You know what I mean? This is my show. Yeah. Well, oh. I mean, co-host can, I was it means say. we're co-hosting. It's like, you know it's my I mean? show. You're not a sidekick. <laughs> and if Joey keeps it up, I might downgrade him to sidekick. Hey, there All right? you go. Then he, no, I'm just kidding. I won't do that. Even though he didn't show up for the first live show. You it, know, could be, it could be your Ed McMahon. <laughs> you know what I, you know what I, I, we did our first bungalow sports show live last night, right? And Joey couldn't make it. So I had, uh, Chris, you know, Chris, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then, um, my other, uh, hetero life mate, Tim, uh, come in here. And I'm going back, and I didn't watch the episode. I, I rarely watch these things other than editing them oh, yeah, or whatever. You were, you were there. so I mean. Exactly, and it's like cringy, you know what I mean? It's like when you film yourself. It's like Kano, our goaltender in the Dirt League, she she wears a GoPro, and like a lot of people have footage. And you're like, oh, this is going to be cool. going to get to see ourselves playing. And then you watch it, and you're like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It feels so much cooler when you're out there doing it. And then when you watch it back, you're just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's what I look like. Yeah, yeah right. like when I made that that little like 
the little clip for the Bronze Tigers when I was there on our by night and I was filming, like I sped everything up by ten. It was funny because I was showing it to Paris and she was like, You sped this up, huh? And I'm like, Yeah, and she's like, It still looks slow. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Just shut up. <laughs> I That's why a, you don't come to the games. I made a, a on that on that game. I made a spinorama deke that uh, probably went about the same speed as smell. Yeah, <laughs> the wafting <laughs> was the... so bad. Yeah, yeah. No, but hey, I got that on. I got it on video. Though. While I was out there, though, I felt like I was doing Hell a yeah, good dude. job. No, that's what I'm saying. That, whatever, man. That's why, I like, like people always ask me, like, "Oh, does your wife go to the games?" And I'm like, I would not force. No. I would not like torture her with that. Like, back when we were playing in Ripon, when it was like two exits away. You know, if it was an early game or whatever and she wanted to come, yeah, I'm not going to stop her from coming. Right. But, like, I think the last, like, game she went to was when the Shucks won the championship. Oh, nice. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, it's like, and, uh, hey, that was a high moment. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're good. Um, But, anyways, uh, we're going to talk a little bit less about our hockey and talk about uh, real big boy hockey on this show. Um, but this it show is more exciting. It is. This show as all other shows on this network are brought to you by Betalytics. Go to betalytics.com. Promo code PEAK1. Get 25% off your profile and all the info you need to bet on hockey. They do puck. They do ball. Like they do hard ball, bouncy ball, um, <laughs> oblong, oblong ball, ball <laughs> all the ball and put all the stuff with a, a net or an end zone, all that stuff. They just, they don't do my beloved fights because it's just too goddamn unpredictable. But, um, for all your major sports and, uh, and major sports betting, you just go there. They, it's just an endless amount of information too much. Almost sometimes like I'm a guy who like, obviously I like to bet with my gut. <laughs> it doesn't bode well for me. Right. I, I lost all my money on Saturday on the fights. But then I, I said it was a good thing because then I wasn't able to lose it on football the next day. Oh, there you go. You know what I mean? So it's like silver linings. Um, but, you know, maybe I wouldn't lose it on football if I use Betalytics more. So you be smarter than me. Go to Betalytics and use promo code PEAK1. Get 25% off. We're also brought to you by League Swipe. They're back. In the, they're back in the bungalow. They're back on PEAK1 Sports. They were here before the fantasy football leagues kicked off this year. And now they're back for fantasy basketball, fantasy hockey. Everything is going. And some of these leagues are real complicated. Like, the, the guys, that they, they got complicated rules, complicated payouts. They have, like, weekly payouts for, like, different types of, like, statistical competitions between teams during the week and all kinds of weird stuff. And if you got fantasy football, emotions run high sometimes for some of these guys and, uh, and just fantasy sports in general. So if you're a commissioner and you're having a hard time, keeping these attitudes in check if you're having a if you're just you're feeling real bad you keep sending out the 10th email of hey pay me pay me pay me go to league swipe and see if they can help you out they they help you organize everything in a nice little spreadsheets they'll send out your emails begging for money and uh you know you can blame it on league swipe you don't have to you don't have to take all the credit for stealing everybody's money we're also brought to you by ourselves and the peak one sports uh merch store bonfire.com slash store slash peak one sports if you're watching this right now go there and pick up the bungalow hockey show shirt because that'll be in there we got a hockey show shirt oh there's gonna be a hockey there's a hockey show shirt i just I can't wait yeah you go if you're watching this now whether it's tuesday or after it'll be in there right next to the bungalow sports show and the bungalow fight show and all the other bungalow stuff um yeah bonfire.com slash store slash peak one sports we're brought to you by 3P1C, Epic Hockey, Daniel, 
is, if you didn't know, I think we only mentioned it the first time you were ever on one of my shows, is the proprietor of a hockey equipment company. Why don't you do the ad? Uh, So, uh, Epic Hockey is is my brand. Um, We aim to be different than every other hockey brand out there by offering um, amazing quality gear, sticks, gloves, um, custom apparel, base layer stuff. Uh, Every single thing that a hockey player could need. Um, and we offer it at a price that you can actually can afford. Um, we just as a, as an example, I guess our, um, our sticks, uh, we would put them up against anybody else's top end sticks. They're fantastic, um, hockey equipment. And, uh, most people would sell them for right around, uh, 390, right around mm-hmm. there, you know, like almost $400 and we sell ours for 189. Right. And as a man who's gone through a lot of hockey sticks in my time, it's hard spending three over three hundred dollars on a hockey mm-hmm. stick sometimes, you know. But then it's hard; you can't ever go back. I no. also started in the oh, I'll just buy the cheapest shit, you know. When I first started playing hockey, why spend that much money? But then once you get a good stick, you can't go back. But then also too, if you're if you're thinking like, oh well, I only have like two hundred bucks to spend on a stick. Right. If you're gonna go drop that two hundred bucks on a stick, it's typically not gonna be a stick that you're gonna be able to play with. Right. It's gonna be one that's kind of like you know, oh, it man, either a feels... stick that's not gonna last long, not gonna feel right, or you're gonna have to get like a really old model stock you know something or, or off hockey it, monkey that's five years old that's yeah. been sitting in a warehouse or it feels like a, a, an actual tree trunk right trying to swing just that dead yeah. and that's the thing if you've shot enough hockey pucks and you know there is a difference too i've noticed between obviously because the in now that we play ice hockey mm-hmm. the puck mm-hmm. is so much heavier yeah. than a roller hockey puck good god does it make a huge difference it really does like playing with you know a stick that I would just go out there and play roller hockey with randomly, versus playing on ice, it's it's a huge difference. So go check out EpicHockey.com and see what they got for you. You guys got a new stick coming out? I sure do. It's good signature, and uh, and yeah, support Daniel because he's the co-host now. Yeah. All right, uh, Daniel, you just fresh off of playing from Hawaii. How was sure that? Sure am. Lucky butt. Lucky butt. Uh, you know, Hawaii was great. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it wasn't actually as hot as you would think it would be, mm-hmm. um, for, I mean, even it's October and whatnot, but it was, it was pretty good. Um, it's, uh, we're, we're doing some finalization for a wedding and whatnot. So, nice. um, finally getting married for, uh, you know, being in a relationship with this woman for 13 <laughs> years and, uh, you know, hey, we've, dude. Got, <laughs> we've got, uh, we've got three kids. It's kind of like, yeah, I think it's fucking about time. Yeah. Right? So. You know, it is what it is. You know, like, uh, wh- I starting to look at like weddings and you know, that kind of stuff. Like I look at college mm. where it's like, if you really want to do it, then yeah, of course yeah. go do it. But if it's not necessarily on your priority list and you're in a committed relationship, it's not like you needed that piece of paper for the last 13 years yeah, no. <laughs> to, to yeah. make you stay together. I mean, we, I mean, we have like the, a lot of people think like, you know, or say that like the thing that you do when you get married is like, oh, we can have our own our, our same bank account. We can have this, you know, the, like everything's joint, you know, so it's like you get the tax breaks and all that, you know, it's like it's it's financially good to be to be married and whatnot. It's just like we just 
haven't cared enough. So, <laughs> you know? of course. Like, well, we and that's the thing is, like, Paris enough. and I talk about it all the time. It's like, we got married really young. We got married when we were 21 years old, right? That's a whole different story of yeah. why people thought we shouldn't have done that. But obviously, well, we made the right choice because it's right. 16 years in. And, oh, and exactly. We're still going fine. That's what I'm saying. But, um, yeah, that's the thing, too. Like, Daniel, not married, but it's like we both got with our with our life partners very mm-hmm. young. You know what I mean? I and about 22, 23. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You know, it's like if you got a head on your shoulders and, and you kind of it doesn't matter. Some people need to wait till they're 30, 40 years old because they're dunces and they make bad choices. But um, <laughs> I made enough bad choices before the age of 22 that I kind of got them out of my system. You know what yeah. I mean? So you guys were there. We were there. You were there on some, business. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much doing some finalization and whatnot. You know, I have to have to taste the cakes and stuff, oh, you yeah. know, and, and by the way, carrot cake with, uh, with Chantilly cream, <laughs> you know, if, carrot, you, if you get, if you get underrated. a chance, Oh my God, that's, <laughs> that's a cake you don't hear it. a lot about dude. Oh, is, good, is, man. Like carrot cake is so underrated. Even just like the classic carrot cake with like the cream cheese yeah, frosting. Yeah, yeah. Always been a fan. Yeah. It's, it doesn't it's get great, its due. And, Daniel's um, a fan of, of he was talking about doing a, a draft of non-sports related items and yeah. I let him know that that is right up my alley so <laughs> there may be some of those on this show that'd be fun and we may have to do a cake draft oh a cake draft cake draft oh dude. I'm into a cake draft cake draft long. and a pie draft because Ooh, okay. some people okay. some people like to conflate the two two totally different things no, all absolutely. right absolutely but I mean if we were to do a desserts draft that, where does where does cake land and where does pie land? Pie above cake for me. Are you sure? I mean, I guess it depends on the pie. I think depends it depends on the, on the cake, right? I right. mean, but like, but what's your favorite pie? My favorite. Oh god damn! Now we're yeah, getting see, in the right. weeds here. See, we're getting in the weeds here. You. Okay, save it for save it for next the, week. Maybe we're doing a we we're doing a dessert draft. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe we should actually. Um, <laughs> you said you watched Magic Mike on the plane. Was that all the? About? Oh my god. <laughs> Bro, okay, so we're so we're on the way back uh, from Hawaii last night. Um, you know, it's it's already we're jam packed into into the freaking plane because you know it's like there's 400 people in a 300 seat plane because that's just how they do. Uh, it's fuck, it's it's not it's not a comfortable situation and of course it's like you know we're only going for the weekend so we're just like we can get the cheap tickets right you know? right right, like, right right it's like we don't care and. You know, I mean, we didn't go with kids this time, so it was just me and her, and we're uh, we're sitting uh, the way the plane's situated. Is there's two seats, there's four seats in the middle, and there's two seats on the other side. So we're in the two seats over here, and um, and there was this lady in front of us that like you could tell when she got on the plane, she had had a pretty rough day. <laughs> there's always those flights where you're just like, oh, she, she's ready to go home. She, uh, <laughs> She was she was definitely ready to not be where she was at that mm. moment. Um, Sometimes that's half the plane on like a Las Vegas flight, yeah, and I mean, <laughs> leaving Las Vegas. And I mean, you know, and, and I and I'd prepared well, and and the wife she was she was tired, so she's like, you know, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sit on your on your shoulder. I'm asleep, you know. And I'm just like, yeah, it's not a big deal. I'm I got my phone out, you know. I was like, I got podcasts going on. I got you know, like I got. YouTube videos I've saved and you right. know, like game theories because I'm a nerd, you right, know, right. like that kind of thing. Just like just whatever. And uh, you know, every now and again I'd look up and uh, just kind of like you know survey my surroundings because I I do that I guess. And it's very easy to see you've, you've been on a plane. Everybody's been on a plane. You've it's very easy to see the person in front of you screen because it's right. to the back of the headrest, right? 
And every now and again, I'd look up and it's just like this dude getting down oh, yeah, yeah. with this girl. And it's like the, and like the, the, the water's coming in and they're just like, <laughs> and then both of them are shirtless yeah, for some yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, and you're looking at, it, you're just like, this is, is this magic mic? Watching magic mic on a plane. <laughs> and I'm looking around and I'm like, Hey, she needed to, she needs some cheering up. I'm just dude, looking around. Right? I'm like, is anybody else seeing this? And and she's just sitting there and she's just like, she's just like, <sighs> Oh, she's just in it. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if she is <laughs> at all like concerned about what people around her and just like, no. but I'm watching and I'm like, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> she's, just, she's leaving this vacation. <laughs> she's had, you know, she just needed, uh, she just needed a dream of a better day. So yeah. she had to turn on Magic Mike. And, uh, <laughs> and one thing, one thing I didn't text you afterward was because uh, I I text you um, uh, after I got off the plane because of course I had I had service. And um, what I didn't put back down in the notes in the in the text was um, after Magic Mike she watched the Notebook. <laughs> like, Two opposite ends of the spectrum of movies. I was like. I, I don't know what happened to well, her on this vacation. we got a long flight from Hawaii, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go on, I'm going to rub one out, and then I'm going to cry one out. <laughs> it, seemed, it honestly seemed like that might have been the Full case. Full spectrum of emotions there for that lady. Like, man, that well, was... Well, shout out uh, to that lady. Let's hope she had a better... Let's hope she landed. And let's that hope was a... Uh, today, let's hope Monday's a better day for her that than that Sunday. That was a vacation for her. I, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall on that. Full spectrum. That yeah, that's like... Uh, that's full vacation. All right. That's enough out of us. Let's get into hockey. This is the hockey show. I have a new graphic here. Because last night on the live bungalow, I had the old graphic I was using for our, our you know, our uh, our roster breakdowns and just hockey on the sports show. And I realized it was an old graphic because I'm, sometimes I'm not that observant and I bring these things up off the internet and then put them in my thing to make my little deal here. And I didn't realize it didn't have a Kraken logo. It just said NHL Seattle still. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right? So no, it must you know have been what? from like three years ago. I think I, I, think I remember But you're not that, as big never, of an asshole. But I never, See, I never the first like... thing I did, I swiped to it and Tim's like, what, the, what kind of show is this? <laughs> You realize Seattle's had a team for three years now. You know what? It's funny because you because you say that, and it's just like, man, I don't, I don't envision them being a team for over three years now. At this Isn't point. it crazy? That's crazy. It, time flies. So we got the new graphic. We got the logos. The puck dropped last Tuesday. Um, I'm not a Penguins or a Blackhawks fan, but the the mic'd up first puck drop of the ref and Sid the kid coming in and Connor Bedard coming into center and the ref's just like Sid welcome back for another season Connor welcome to the show this is gonna be great that was was awesome it almost brought a tear to my eye dude I was was way better than last year's opening night when when they gave the they gave the puck to um is it Wes McCauley I think mm -hmm. and he's just like you know Everybody watching on, you know, everybody here oh, yeah. in Tampa, everybody so watching on TV, what's better than this? It's just like, man, shot. It was so up, awkward. Puck, yeah, dude. no, this one was good. This was a legit. And it, I mean, it was situation, obviously, because yeah. you had Sid, who's like the perennial guy, and then you had Connor, who's supposed to be the new guy. Yeah. So all things worked out. But kudos to that ref. I don't even know who what the ref who the ref was, but I think the I think the best uh, the best referee mic'd up moment when they're dropping the puck. Do you remember back uh, like probably two three, actually a little bit longer, maybe like five years ago now, um, when it was I think the World Juniors, and um, it was like right after Christmas, so I think it had to have been World Juniors, and um, 
the ref comes up to the to the circle and he's like, "All right, boys, Santa's still watching. <laughs> Have a good game." <laughs> I was Dude, like, "That's I, so good." <laughs> you know, I talk about it all the time, and and obviously, I love hockey. I love it as a sport, but I don't know if it's the Canadian factor of it. I don't know what it is, but obviously, I'm not a super serious guy. Like, yes, there's times in life that you have to take things serious. Of course. And that's the only time you need to take things serious. Every other time, nothing's that important. You know what I mean? Like, a job's a job. You go, you make money, you do what you got to do. Family stuff. But everything outside of that, all of our extracurriculars, this podcast, my music, our hockey league, everything. Let's have some fun with it. It is what it is. You know? You know? That's why I like Mike McDaniel, uh, the coach of the Dolphins, because he doesn't take things so seriously when the reporters try to ask him super serious football guy questions he just totally flips it back on him and makes some kind of a dry humor joke bring that up later like when reporters ask ask questions bring that up later because i i i saw an interview um after i think the second leafs game that i want to talk about because that's that's crazy okay <laughs> um but that's all in the hockey and i love that hockey's getting a lot of mic'd up this season it seems like because we've already got a lot of gems because the rise of social media has helped yeah. with that because they want the clips and, and the tiktoks finally, and stuff like that finally gary bettman's leaning into it yeah exactly you know? and um there's already this season you know, every season's great when you're a hockey fan, but some teams have been shot out of a cannon. Some, some are, are, are you know, stumbling out the gate. But there's some players out there that are just on one. Your, your boy Trevor Zegras had a good mic'd up with the, what do you get, Mags? I hit you. I weigh 135 pounds. <laughs> He's like, did you just hear the guy on the side? Really? He's like, eh, 175. <laughs> like, it's just little crap like that. It just cracks me up. You got Mike Giordano, RKO out of nowhere, jumping on the pile, fucking first game. Like, it's just... Hockey's back, everybody. Hockey's back, man. It's um, been a long off season. Um, and speaking of those Leafs you just brought up, Austin Matthews. Speaking Dude. of shot out of a cannon. Holy crap, man! Two hat tricks in two games. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> you know, Dude, six goals in two games. And I'll like... reiterate. I'll reiterate what Chris did last night when I brought this up. He was born in California, maybe raised in Arizona. Born in California. He's got that little Mexican mustache. <laughs> He's part Mexican. All right, we claim him. We claim <laughs> two Hatties, two games, dude. Like it just what it just sucks because it's Toronto and you just feel the choke coming I months mean, and months ahead of time. You as, know what I mean? Is Toronto being my second favorite team, I. I truly hope that they that they they overcome this year no in years where i have nothing to root for in my own team success wise i do the torontos the buffalo the teams that just are you know always cursed always cursed you yeah. know like obviously i got a soft spot for them and it's just with the you know Connor mcdavid gets most of the talk as far as like being the best player in the NHL, yeah. this I freaking mean, guy right so. here is so good. He's very good. Like I don't know if anybody's had a better shot in the history of the NHL. Like See, there's the been thing, some good right? ones, but it, it, it just when you watch him shoot the puck, it's just like it's another level. Exactly. I think with uh, with Connor, he gets he gets the the moniker is like best player in the game. Right. Rightfully so. He he makes everybody else around him good. He can pass the puck with like nobody else. He can beat everybody to a puck because he's faster than the lightning itself. Right. But I think Matthews might shoot the puck way better than he does. Oh, yeah. I mean, just like watching it. Like hockey's one of those things where like we got this guy on our team, Wayne, 
and I've played with him for a long time through Roller and now anything. And you know, he's a, he's a big he's a big you know chubby dude. But when you watch him, he's one of those guys where like if you just isolated his shot, you didn't get the end part where it goes a foot wide. <laughs> but when you just watch his shot. You're just like, dude, like that is a beautiful thing. And then you you disregard all the things that he did in order to get open to make the shot. Or, you know? Yeah, like, whatever. <laughs> Who cares about the rest of it? But I always tell him, I'm like, if you just have somebody just film that part of mm-hmm. it, so people think like, oh man, that guy could yeah, win pro. Like, oh, <laughs> Why is he playing dirtly? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Austin Matthews, dude, uh, just did two games in incredible stuff. Um, well, since we're on the Leafs, why don't you say what you wanted to say about... Uh... Yeah, man. So, uh, after, I think it was a second a second Leafs game and the second Austin Matthews hat trick in as many games, um, which is just insane. By the way, the only people to do that hat trick and then another hat trick on first two games of the season, Ovi... Mm-hmm. And then before that, you have to go all the way back to the 1920s. Which is, yeah. Which is just ridiculous. Like, come on, man. Yeah. And um, so it was post-game interview, and uh, you know it, everybody's crowded around Matthews because, of course, they are. And um, you know I think uh, a beat reporter for the Leafs, Steve, I don't remember his last name, Steve something, um, and he, he essentially asks him, asks Matthews, um, so were you surprised that you got um, – a hat trick tonight where you were you satisfied with your performance even though knowing you didn't have a great game he's like uh mm-hmm. i don't know steve i got three goals like, <laughs> like what are you talking about i didn't have a good game good like, this God. is what people expect like, of me like, like, i'm scoring goals we talked we talk before <laughs> about the toronto media being a toronto maple leaf and having like the media being just as tough as like dealing with a coach or dealing with anything else or like what else you got to do? Dude, it's like, it, w- at what point did you think this game was going south for yeah. Matthews? It's just like, ah, Matthews got his third goal just now, but man, his his defensive He ain't metrics, looking good. Uh, it's just like, you know, it's a good thing he got that third goal. Otherwise, he'd look real bad right now. I was like, no. Like, what are they what are like, talking about? What are they saying to Giordano? It's like, great jump. Great <laughs> jump into that pile, Mike. Like, you know what I mean? Like, well, it's I mean, just... I don't think they'd say anything to the 41-year-old <laughs> who's like, you know, like... like, come on, man. Of all things to critique, you're going to critique the guy who just scored the second hat trick Seriously. in that like, many games. What are you doing? Goddamn media. Um, we would never do that to players here on the Bungalow Hockey Show. I, to be honest, we would never do that to players <laughs> here on the, on the Bungalow because we, we love hockey and we respect what they do. Um, any reporter in our area for the Ducks or Sharks probably wouldn't know what to ask. So this is this that. is also true. <laughs> um, all right, moving on to another guy we actually talked about not too long ago, Igor Shosturkin. Hey, we talked about his exploits and you know, uh, kind of comparing the Rangers' goaltending situation to like a Packers quarterback or just you know getting going one from they the can't next. Keep getting away with this and uh, old Igor. 100 wins in 159 games played. He Just insane. Like, I mean, seventh most in the history of the NHL, or seventh fastest, fastest. in the history of the NHL. That's a, that I'm surprised it's seventh fastest because yeah, when right? you hear that stat of 100 wins and only 159 played, you're like, how is that not number one? Exactly. Right? Like, that's crazy. That is nuts. With the amount of, you know, 82 games in a season, it's like, that's nuts. Do That's, you have Do you have the list of uh, of other the guys sixth fastest or sixth faster? I think points? it's another one of those. You got to go back to like uh, non modern hockey. Well, I don't know because 
I mean, I want to look it up now, but I'm thinking one of those names has to be either Wa or Hashik or maybe Brodeur, but... I want to say maybe Brodeur was on, because I did see... I was looking, because in the article I was reading about it, it only mentioned the last one to do it. And I want to say it was Brodeur. But that's just like... That's insane. Yeah, like nuts. 100 wins... In an 82 games, uh, a sport that has an 82 game season, that takes most guys five years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and that's a good goaltender. You know what I mean? Like, if you're, uh, and uh, so, you Rangers, let's get our shit together because you've got arguably the best goalie in the league. Yeah. Um, and let's not waste. I mean, I guess they already wasted one best goalie in the league in King Henry. <laughs> they basically <laughs> wasted him and not not, uh, not oh, getting man. anything. What's the list? No, you're right. You're uh, you're okay. absolutely right. So um so ninth is uh Clint Benedict. Like <laughs> <laughs> such an old name. That's like it's uh, like a it's like a uh like a vaudeville like Clint Benedict yeah, yeah. scored his hundredth win. <laughs> Go, bully, bully! Go get him, boys. <laughs> <laughs> there's, uh, there's Andy Moog, who I think is uh, Andy Moog, and maybe one more are probably the the earliest name or latest names on this list. Um, then you got Igor at seven, uh, Tiny Thompson, which you gotta love. <laughs> <laughs> you love a good name, so there you go. Hell yeah, um, dude! In fifth, uh, you this is this is amazing. Chris Osgood. Wow, okay. I did not see that coming. Well, the um, I mean, we talked about the the Red Wings and the Red Wings. They won a lot of games for yeah, a true. long stretch of time that's with him. That's true, man. So. That's that's insane. And then uh, and then Bob Frost, Frank Bismarck, uh, Michael Larock, uh, Bill Dun- Bill Durnham, and uh, or Durnan. Uh, One hundred thirty nine games for Bill. Wow. That's <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, that's the thing is like sometimes I feel like. And the NHL doesn't really separate a lot of things. I think the NFL does a good job of saying, like, modern NFL yeah. because, yeah. you know, at post-merger or they say yeah. the Super Bowl Super era, Bowl era. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. whatever. Like, I feel like there has to be a cutoff for hockey, too. There's, well, there's the dead puck era. That's and true. But, I mean, like, in all honesty, it's like there's there's, there's the 80s in the middle of, like, maybe like everything. Maybe, like, expansion era like, or something. Yeah. I don't know what we need to say. Yeah. There's, like, a cutoff there where it was a lot easier to score goals at a yeah. certain, you it's, know. No, it's true. You there know, was, there was goalies a, weren't wearing masks. Uh, all the pucks were on the floor. There, <laughs> there was a moment in time where uh, goalies weren't allowed to drop to their knees mm-hmm. to block a shot. It's like, I right. mean, you're shooting five-hole every time, and... Also, That's what I'm saying. also the skaters didn't have their sticks curved or anything like so they right. couldn't really lift the puck but right, I mean right. but I mean still it's just like there's there's a differentiation <laughs> on some of those names versus old Igor here yeah absolutely. and especially in a in a in an era where the NHL every year seemingly makes the goalie pads a little bit smaller yeah. they're just trying to get more goals scored higher scoring games it's harder to win games harder which which I think I think the NHL is doing a pretty good job if that's their if that's their main missive. This that's is a, true. Pre, they're doing a but pretty Igor good job. says I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm gonna win 100 games in 159. Do the Oilers suck, Daniel? 
<laughs> We're only two uh, games in, but do the Oilers suck? It is overreaction season, season, and I think everybody in Edmonton are asking themselves the same question <laughs> right now. Especially the teams they got whomped by. I mean, Dude. we say Calgary's not a bad team, but they got fucking annihilated. They got and then the Canucks beat them 4-1. <laughs> one dude so it's like no the canucks beat them eight one eight one oh i got it flipped the yeah, no. uh, calgary beat them four one yeah and then the canucks beat them eight one which i mean like you know you look at again you look at their roster and they're just fine they don't have to worry about this team they're gonna be they're gonna be good as of right now oh my god they've scored two goals in two games with two of arguably the best hockey players in the world well, I hate to tell you, Oilers fans, but my little infographic here says no team in NHL history has won the Stanley Cup after losing the season opener by more than four goals. I mean, bam, bam, bam. <laughs> it's, it's not it's not super damning, but it's but it's also it's also hey, like the, a, see Daniel has like real stats in his brain. <laughs> I like those kind of stats where it's like you jinxed, ball, you jinxed, you jinxed, dude. No. Honestly, that team just might be cursed to be to begin with anyway. But I mean, like, but I mean, man, eight to one to the Canucks, dude, eight to one to the Canucks, bro, and, right out the gate. And by the way, Thatcher Demko, who we, if you remember from uh, the right. from the from the thing, I told everybody the team's built like an upside down pyramid, and he is that last block holding literally everything eight together. To one. Dude, eight to one. You know they took him out at one point because he was he had the flu that game. Like he it was his mm. Michael Jordan flu game. Right, right. Like he had the flu. And the only reason that they took him out of the game, do you know this? Mm-mm. He threw up in his mask. <laughs> to clean that bad boy out. <laughs> they're like they're like, oh, Oh yeah, we should probably sit you now. We gotta install it's that like, that pew catch for Thatcher, like, dude. It's like six to one, yeah. and he's like, he's telling. Kachuk, yeah, this, that's the time you put the like, backup QB like, bro, in. He's like, bro, I'm like, I'm gonna throw up. Like, I need, I need to go. It's just like, ah, you're fine, you're, you're fine. Good. Goes out there, throws up in his mask. He's like, oh yeah, I guess we'll, I guess we'll change. We'll go sanitize that real quick. <laughs> put it in the sanitizer. Like, what? Are you, why was he even playing? Oh, but all right, let's move back to the East Coast of Canada. Danny Alfredson yeah, back in go. Ottawa in a wearing a suit this time, not wearing pads. Hey, but he uh, is on the ice. He's skating with the team. He, you know, uh, one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite kind of all time guys out there. I always like watching Danny Alfredson play. Class um, act too. You gotta yeah, love a guy like we that. We always talk about the the classy guys in hockey, and you can be good, and you can be a dick, and you can be good, and you can be a, a class act. You yeah. know, and. Everybody's got their own things, but um, it's I like it when teams bring back their guys. You know, whether it's Sackick, whether it's we'll talk about here in a minute, but it's like or Sharks and Danny or, or and Mike Greer. Yeah, you know and, what I, I mean. mean Marlowe's with the team too, now, right? You so, know, I, mean, I yeah. uh, they just it's nice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's nice to see that because. Especially when you're, I don't know what his official position is, but like, yeah, I'm not sure either. When he's, it's some, he's in an administrative role, but when it's something like, hear, but. you know, uh, director of player or whatever, yeah. da da da, and it's just which like, is, okay, he's just there is, to tell you who's good, who's yeah, not good, yeah, which kinda, is which is gets left with the ducks right now, right? Like, build yeah. a culture kind of a thing, and da da da, teach the new guys how we do yeah. things in Ottawa. You know, it, that's fine. Bring yeah. him back. No, we'll that's be, no, be that's part great. Because it, it's awesome. nice seeing those faces in there. And from what I heard, the um the reason it's so significant for from what I from what I know uh he was um uh Alfredson had kind of a falling out with the former owner um and after his passing now and Michael Anlower um buying the team from the family uh he 
Mike Landlord reached out to him and said, you know, like, hey, we'd love to have you back. So so it's it's kind of nice to see him see him back in the in the senator's organization. I think the fans really are happy to see that, right. that he's back. You know, I mean, like he did so much for that team. And, you know, well, when you have an owner that's just kind of a cock. And, mm. and, and also, like, when, like, just when it comes to, like, because a lot of, uh, you see some organizations, some fan bases are just like, well, they only hired that guy because you played for him. And it's just like, yeah, but. I was like, well, yeah. When it comes to, like, things like that, when it comes to when they're just basically dealing with things on a player level and stuff like that, you can only know so much about hockey and how personalities affect a locker room and, like, chemistry and stuff like that when if you didn't play the game yeah. or you didn't play at a high level, you didn't play for this specific team, whatever. Yeah, it helps so, to have been there. So when you bring, they bring in guys like this, like, like I said, the Sharks and Marlowe, Doug Murray, like mm. they bring in, they bring in Mike Ricci, they bring in like other teams, bringing in guys. Who are still goaltending coach for the Barracuda. You gotta it, love that. You just like, they can, they know things on like that chemistry level. And it's like things that like a, just a suit, some guy who just analyzes numbers and things like that. You'd be like, oh, yeah, this guy's good, but it's easier to kind of know the intangibles when you've been there before mm -hmm. and kind of uh, judge players like that. So, But Ottawa also, Daniel informed me, <laughs> only dressed you, 11 forwards, but, just, yeah, 17 skaters, their first game. Yeah. Had to go down one it's because a, they had they ran out of cap space, <laughs> and it's a and you know what it's just an unforced error because you know like we've been because we talked about in our in our season preview we were looking at their at their roster and we're just like man this guy isn't signed yet this guy isn't signed yet and you looked at it and it was just like well they're not signed because they don't have any cap space. don't have any cap space yeah and, and it is like and I and I was low on the senators like and I think a lot of people were were questioning it was just like senators supposed to be good this year it's just like guys this team is a dumpster fire and that, after we did we did our breakdown and you you got into those particulars like that I was actually listening to a you know another sports show that actually you know gets paid to do it <laughs> and they were talking about Ottawa in a way where I was just like do you guys not know the shit that Daniel was just talking about and I was like obviously they don't so somebody should pay us but I'm just saying like just because like some of the names on their roster look good and they've made some moves to where like yeah in theory you know they were putting them they were putting some of these guys were putting them up there and I'm just like yeah but there's other business things they're gonna fuck that whole thing up and it's already begun yeah no man I mean you look at it and it's just like opening night it's opening night in the NHL right this is kind of a big deal, right? And especially like you have a, you have a new owner, <laughs> you have a new owner in Michael Anlauer, and you have uh, Pierre Dorian who's been there for a little bit as the GM. And Pierre Dorian, it, like historically, has not been allowed to spend to the cap. Mm -hmm. And now Michael Anlauer comes in and is just like, no, I want to be competitive. Like just throw money at the wall, get get us guys. You went over the line though. <laughs> but the thing is, he he hasn't had to work against the cap he's always been like you know okay we're we're not going to spend to the cap right. so i don't have to worry about like going where, over yeah i don't have to worry about i just have to worry about getting to the floor right mm -hmm. and that's you know that's that's another thing it's way easier to do that right well, sure yeah but when you're managing okay we're at the ceiling i have to not bust through it before the before the first it's, game, uh, it's what you call a is, rookie mistake because he's yeah. a, he's a rookie of dealing with the peak of the cap rather than just getting to the minimum and and there's there's uh there was um Basically, one of their players was uh, injured, um, injured day to day, whatever. He couldn't go for for game one, and instead of being able to call somebody up, 
you know, go to go to Belleville and and bring up somebody from there. They didn't have any cap space because they couldn't put him on IR. Mm-hmm. He's just a day to day guy. He's just scratched. So that cap hit still is there. So they couldn't right. pull anybody up to play for him. Yeah. So it's just like, okay, we're gonna dress. We're gonna dress eleven. Opening forwards. night, going down a man. It's just like not a good you, look. What are you doing? Not a good look. <laughs> they're if they were in Toronto, if they had to deal with that Toronto media. Oh my god. <laughs> they were, I mean, and they're in Canada, so it's sure. not like, like if. If this was San Jose or Anaheim, we'd never have heard about it. You wouldn't it. even know. Yeah, it would never would have like like I would have watched the game going like I would have just been did like the Ducks not dress enough. Like I think I've yeah. I think I see somebody double shifting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but in Ottawa they're just like you know hey th- this happened yeah it kind of sucks and it's just like yeah it kind of sucks bizarre <laughs> like it's it sucks it's weird it's like it's like you got one job yeah um so yeah. To Maybe. be fair, it's a big job. I mean, like, sure. it, to Pierre Dorian's credit, it's not an easy job that he has. No, but bro, but it is like <laughs> it is a what you it's a rookie a GM rookie mistake. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? That's nuts. Um, to to have that happen, especially on opening night. But um, moving on to Colorado, one of the teams that defeated my lowly Sharks over the weekend. Yeah, they're they're a great team though. Elmer and uh, Korea went to that game actually. Oh nice. Yeah. Yeah, so Kale McCarr scored a goal in that game. Um but uh you know, spent the offseason basically trying to get back to 100%, trying to feel normal again, yeah. quote unquote. Um I mean, he looked pretty damn good with his red ass cheeks. He's got the reddish <laughs> cheeks in the league. Him and him and uh, Eichel, yeah, of that, of that red, uh, that rosacea, um, <laughs> the rosacea. Uh, but what do you think? I mean, against the, I have got one, I got one thing to look at, and that's a game against the Sharks. So it's not really like he was out there. Uh, and and I'll be honest, I I saw mostly just highlights of this game because I was watching a Ducks game at the time the mm-hmm. Ducks were playing. Um, they lost. Uh, surprise, surprise. Um, <laughs> Sorry, but, we uh, lost to Vegas too. It's okay. <laughs> but um, you know, from what I could tell of Makar, he was uh, he was skating decently well. I I think I think it's it's opening week week right. So everybody's the slop factor is up high. Unless you're Austin Matthews. Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> I mean it's slop o'clock right now. Right, you know? right, but right. but um, you know, he he didn't look like he was uh, laboring at all. He looked okay. But um, his comments in in the preseason it, they get me, which we haven't talked about the central. I was going to talk about this for uh, the central um, division breakdown. team breakdowns and everything. Um, he basically said in an interview, "Is just like I I spent all last season, uh, all the the off season trying to feel normal again, and that could mean a few different things. It could mean a Physi- few physically, things. mentally, could, all that stuff. I mean, and mental health is a big is definitely a big thing, especially in pro sports. But yeah. I mean, like." You look at it, and it's just like none of that bodes well for the team when mm. you're number one. And I mean, obviously, he'd go on any team, and he'd still be the number one sure. defenseman. Like he's he's very important to this team, and if he ain't right, uh, yeah, it's scary a little bit. Exactly, and uh, we're gonna need to see him play some higher level teams to really. Uh, I think he. Flush that I think out. he might have masked it a little bit by playing San Jose. Exactly, that's that's, that's true. Um, in other uh, positive Colorado news, uh, the aforementioned Joe Sackick, player turned GM, just a great deal for Devin Taves. Dude. Um, and Devin Taves was all over the ice in that Sharks oh, game yeah. on Saturday night. Oh yeah, um, just he a is good, a, a, he good is a deal. fantastic defenseman. Like I mean, you know, you talk about you talk about McCarr being you right. Know, you you put him on any team, he's number one. You can put Devin Thames on any team, and he's easily number one, number two. You right. know, like it, no, they're they're they've they've got a big uh, defensive front too. Oh yeah, big guys. 
Um, they've got Samuel Gerard too. Mm-hmm. Like he's young and he's gonna get way better. I mean, like no Colorado. Top, there's a reason that God, they're, they're top four. Just there's a reason ridiculous. they're odds-on favorites. You know what I mean? Again, uh, but uh, yeah, just you know, with the with the the mistakes in Ottawa in the GM office, Man. you've got a player turned GM in Joe Sackick who is making great decisions. Man, you look great at moves. Just look at the deal, and it's just like. God, seven point two five AAV. It's just like God. Go, go. Uh, somebody needs to arrest Joe Sackick for robbery. Yeah. Like this guy. This guy is a ridiculous GM. It's just like when Joe Sackick calls. If you're a GM in the NHL, if Joe Sackick calls, hang up. He's gonna finesse your ass, dude. <laughs> He's gonna get you. Um. All right. Uh. More stars. Star studded. Connor Bedard. We talked about that opening draw with Sid the Kid. <laughs> Sid, Sid wanted to win that draw so bad that um, went foo, straight back. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, uh, it was funny. There's another funny mic'd up with Bedard going in like it was like third period. And he's just like, man, I haven't won a draw. <laughs> and then the ref's just like, yeah, that guy's good. You're going up against. <laughs> like, yeah, you, yeah, you went up against Crosby, It was funny because the refs are so old and he's so young. He's just like, yeah, man, he's sick. <laughs> and the ref's just like. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's, pretty, he's pretty good. <laughs> but, uh, I mean. you know, uh, he's off. Statistically, Bedard's off to a good start. He got an assist in his first game, mm-hmm. goal in his second game. Yeah. Um, but as uh, <laughs> Daniel texted me, and as you can see if you watch any of the games, little guy getting getting tossed around a bit. A little bit, yeah. Um, and also wondering why some penalties aren't getting called. But Which, it, to, and to be completely fair, he's got a lot of point. Like, if like if we, if we he was playing in juniors or whatever and people were doing that to him, oh, yeah, all day, every day, hand goes up, that's penalty. I mean, in the NHL, it just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen because there's obviously the size differential. When you're a referee, especially in the, in the NHL, in the big show, like – coming from a team who like the best player was a big giant guy in Joe Thornton for a lot of times. Yeah. Right. There was a lot of times where guys were just so much smaller than him mm. that he'd get a penalty call just because it looked like he was going for their head. And it's just like, no, they were just in his armpit. But and, I mean, they, and they don't call him jumbo Joe for nothing. Right. right? But so in a world where you're Connor Bedard and you're going to be a smaller guy, you're going to have a lot of those situations where it's literally ref to ref. Whether they're taking into consideration yeah. or like, well, that wasn't a dirty hit. You're just so much smaller. It looked like they were crushing you. And like, but to be fair, some things, sure, you know, hundred I mean, percent. There, especially with his star power, think, guys yeah. are going to be going after him. You know what I mean? He's got a target. That's for but sure. But with in the NHL, it's gonna with him and getting penalty calls. It's almost always going to be a judgment call, yeah. ref to ref, game to game, and who's watching the the, the play happen. You know, you know. Here's a. Uh, Here's one thing. Um, you ever you ever watch closely uh, Brad Marchand? Oh yeah. So little rat Brad Marchand. We we love the guy. <laughs> the little rat. He's a little rat, man. Yeah. And he um, he hardly ever gets penalties. Uh-huh. And he are he typically gets gets the benefit of the doubt. And if people because he's a little rat, and, dude. And if people if people are, are checking him and you know making life difficult for him, typically more times than not, they uh-huh. go to the box. And you look at it and you go like, why does Brad Marchand get so much love from the referees? Yeah. Have you ever watched him in between whistles? He's talking to the refs. Oh yeah. The dude is going to the refs going like, Hey, hey, stripes, where are we going to where are we going to oh, dinner yeah. after you this? Gotta, I'll, I'll you, buy the first you round. You know what I mean? It's relationships, like, man. like, bro, like Bedard, you gotta understand this. And you know, like you you're a young kid, you know, you're gonna be you're gonna be a freaking 
absolute bang on number one Hall of Famer. You keep playing the way that you're playing, but but Connor, like you gotta start signing some sticks, man. Oh yeah. Well, that that like see, even in the dirt league, dude, we got our one ref guy that shows up for us every mm-hmm. Wednesday. And one week he told me he had a knee injury, so it's like, hey man, the more you guys help me get that puck back mm-hmm. to the back to the circle, we're gonna have more more ice time. You yeah. know what I mean? So like now every week he shows up, how's the knee, buddy? How's yeah. it going? You know, it's like, <laughs> not that like there's tons of penalties called. But it's like it's behoo of you to uh, not be a complete asshole or silent when it comes to the refs. But and that and for Tigers too on on uh, on Wednesday nights, I talk to that ref every week. He's a great guy, and we're like we're buddy buddy at this point. I love the dude. Mm-hmm. There's another ref that refs our games, and he hates yeah. me. The big tall guy. Yeah, yeah, Everson. Pl- yeah, Everson. Yeah, Everson he plays on the, hates the me. on Friday nights. Yeah, um, he do- he hates everybody, dude. He, he does hate. I've everybody. made my attempt to be yeah. my jovial self with him, and he I've just tried to joke around. He doesn't. He's got nothing for you. There's there's no love here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Connor off to a good start, but uh, you know, get used to. Hey, getting... he's... Speaking of Connor and Marshawn, after they because uh, the Bruins beat the uh, the Hawks, the, yeah, the yeah. Hawks uh, after in the locker room after that, the reporters were asking Marshawn about Connor Bedard. Oh, you know, um, being a an undersized player yourself, Brad. You know, what do you got to say about Connor Bedard and his game out there? And all he said was, "I'm bigger than him." <laughs> <laughs> Marshawn, man, Marshawn, baby. Um, oh, uh, one thing I'll say about, about uh, Bedard real quick is is really funny. Um, on the T on the TNT broadcast uh, when he got his first goal in uh, in Boston, they uh, <laughs> they flashed a graphic on the screen. They had to have been waiting for this. The second that he got his first goal and everybody was celebrating, the graphic came up and it was chasing history. Gretzky, eight hundred ninety three goals. Bedard won. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like such a troll. Or the other one where it's like move. reason number one: Connor Bedard won't win a Stanley Cup, and it's Corey Perry. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> talk if, about a curse. if he's got the, if he, he is if the go, the skating curse. If you go by the by history. I mean. Um. All right. Um. Some it's talking about Gary Bettman getting on with the times. This year, the NHL is going to try something out. They're going to try out this. their uh, own little version of NFL Red Zone. Love this idea, featuring uh, uh, John Puchagross, which I'm a big fan of. Puchagross, yeah, I, I, I like. Uh, I like uh, anybody who represents hockey on ESPN. I'm glad they brought him back. Um, ESPN is going to be doing the Frozen Frenzy on yeah. October 24th because they got ten games going that day. Um, and, and they got uh, is it ten? I think all 32 teams. Oh, are I'm in sorry. Action. Yeah, so that would be 16 16 games games. Um, throughout the day. I I think with the frenzy, it's going to be like seven hours of uninterrupted hockey. They're going to be jumping back and forth, probably power plays. So fun. Probably, you know, any any power plays, odd man rushes, you know, just kind of following the games. And football seems a little bit easier to do that type of thing with because there's more stop red zone. It's like once a team gets into the 20 yard line. Right. I mean, like with hockey, you can be in the offensive zone, but then also out of the within seconds. Like, so we'll see how that goes, but I'm excited because again, like we talked about with the social media and the mic'd up stuff, Bettman seems like he's, loosening up to kind of starting to come into the 21st century even though and i've always said it. it like if you just because obviously to the casuals out there fighting is the most popular thing to the casual hockey yeah. fan right oh yeah the hoochie fight you know so put it on tiktok yeah and they are and they got the mic'd up now mm-hmm. hockey has some of the best personalities and some of the best chirping and but you never get to see them because it was always so restricted exactly and I, and I so mean, like, now that they're doing this they're getting it out there i think it's a great move Right, and this for the casual fan is going to be great because you get to see just the action moments. Yeah. Um, 
And I'm yeah, I'm gonna be tuning in just to see how oh, it goes. Absolutely, I'm gonna be glued to the TV yeah. for all those seven hours watching every single puck drop, every single every. I, I can't just like wait. see him try, even if it don't work out. I like seeing new things tried yeah. Uh, yeah. in hockey. Hockey is a very traditionalist type sport, and you got to break it. It's it's the future, man. See, we got to break out of that. And that's the thing with hockey is I want them to try new things, and I want them to I want them to succeed. Obviously, in the things that they try that are new. Yeah. But then if the things that they're trying that are new are don't work are, are they don't work or just unpopular please move off mm-hmm. of it like i'll i'll throw this out there the the board the the digital boards oh, on God. the broadcast where you lose the puck if the it. puck goes into the board yeah, i yeah. freaking hate that i hate that um you know there's been plenty of things the the fox glowing puck yeah i mean like <laughs> and i mean they moved off of it which you know like and yeah. i think casual fans are just like i liked it when the puck glued because i could see the puck it's just like just get good i don't know but the but with the with the board ads it's just like man i get it you're selling ad space the right. league needs more money i understand it but man there's got to be a better way to do this like yeah. that is like like, have you seen some of the screen grabs where, like, you can't see the player because they're obstructed by the board ad? One hundred percent. And it's fine. They do the ones that are up on the glass. Yeah, that's that's I mean, fine because the, the players aren't going to get up there. The puck that's isn't going mean. to get up there so, enough to make. And that when it hits that high, you really don't. It doesn't matter if you see it or not because yeah. then once it's, it hits well, the ice, it's not going to the it's not going to the net. Right. So those are fine. But yeah, yeah, you're right about that. It's like try new things, but if they don't work, yeah, let's get them exactly. out of here. All right, this show's just about done, but I've got a segment just for you and me, Daniel. Hmm. that we're going to do every episode. Oh, okay. And uh, it's just for us because we, we talk about current events. We talk about all the th- exciting things going on in hockey. Probably this season means we're not going to get to talk about our teams very much. I mean. <laughs> this season. I mean, there's not a lot to talk about. So other than this like, hey, segment still at the end of every show <laughs> is just going to be called Ducks, the Sharks and Ducks. Aw, shucks. <laughs> I love it. It's um, amazing. So... <laughs> You guys have played one game. My team's played two. My team mm-hmm. played two games. Mm-hmm. We both uh, played. We played two games. Actually. Oh, you played we last had, night. We had a back to back. We had Lucas Dostal in that last night. Oh, that's right. That's right. I saw. I saw that afterwards. Um, we both played Vegas. Um, in our openers and Vegas, sucks. Vegas made us look stupid. Uh, that's uh, you know, it's a thing. That so happened. I, because it was the first game, you know, first period, Sharks didn't look bad. Our boy that we talked about, Philip Zadina, mm-hmm. scored the first Sharks goal of the season. Yeah. His first goal as a Shark, looking pretty good out there. Um, Capo Kakinen, you know, Sharks went against my judgment of wanting to just start McKenzie Blackwood out the gate, and they started Capo. Looked decent for a first period, but then as soon as Vegas scored that second goal, he f- completely fell apart. Yeah. Sharks defense not doing anybody any help, um, as shown by game number two against Colorado Avalanche, where they did start McKenzie Dude, Blackwood. 50 shots. 51 shots, 50 saves. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bro. Like... And and those are those are John Gibson numbers. Well, that's what I was thinking the whole time. We were talking oh, about John Gibson man. getting thirty eight shots and that being too much. <laughs> Mackenzie Black and and a lot of those either point blank, uh huh, like because you know they uh-huh. show the where all the shots come from on the ice, little graphic in between periods and stuff. And he wasn't. They weren't just run of the mill. Half those were great saves. He looked good, man. Like, but he, he looked. Good. Too many games like that, he ain't going to be looking good for no, very long. No, absolutely. Not. He was stretching. I mean, he's a big guy, yeah. so it's you know. But he was making some great saves. The Sharks just got no defense, no defense. Fifty-one shots. It's trouble, man. It's real, real trouble. Like I mean, block something, block oh, something. Man. They, they, you, you, 
we're we're all hockey fans here. I'm assuming if you're watching the hockey the hockey bungalow right. show, you've got to be a hockey fan, right? Right. You you should have by this point seen Shorzy. Yeah. First episode, Shorzy Shorzy's talking to Nat, the GM of the team, and she's just like, "Why can't we win?" It's like, the kids don't want it. They don't fight. They don't hit. They don't and check. That, they don't skate. They float. So that's I, what it looks like on the Sharks. I've defense, got a few man. names. I've got a few names. One being the aforementioned Philip Zadina. Mm. Two being Thomas Bordalo. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm uh, Giovanni Smith. Okay. Big tough guy. Yeah. I'm just. These are the names of people who look like they were trying hard. Yeah. In my brain, watching you're, these two. You're games. also only naming fourth liners. Of course. Yeah. You know, because then you get to Thomas Hurdle. He was the worst guy on the ice in that and Colorado he did Avalanche not game. Look great. He and was he going had, offside, making bonehead plays. Chances. Bonehead plays. Just insane to me. They don't chip the puck out of the zone. Nope. So the Sharks. To my chagrin, uh, not chagrin, to my happiness, have Drew Remenda between the glass, right? They've got they've got their announcing team, the same announcing team of, you know, Randy Hahn. And uh, Drew Remenda. So, it, it, so it, glad he's back. He went to Toronto for a little bit. I'm glad he's, I'm and glad he's back. Drew, I love Drew. And being a former coach, especially now that he's between the glass, he has these little moments where, mm-hmm. like, he goes into blackout coach mode. Because, <laughs> like... At least four times during that game, like right in the middle of like Randy doing play by play, you just hear Drew go, Chip it, Chip it, Chip it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, Chip it, get out of the goddamn exactly. zone. Like your goalie wouldn't have five shots in one little series if you just, just yeah, just like, get it out. Just sometimes you don't get the, to get control beyond and the go blue on line. a breakout. Just beyond the blue line. Like, I, feel I don't like, care if you get all the way down, just beyond the blue line, make them tag up. Do something. I feel like if they if they don't think they're gonna get control and get a breakout, they don't even try. It's like sometimes you just gotta get it out of the fucking yeah. zone and start over yeah. again. Like let them let them get a shot, chip it out, let them come back and get another shot. Not keep it in the zone for forty five seconds and get five shots. Yeah. Like and just on pure numbers, not even at the end of the game. At the end of the first period, it was I want to say twenty four shots to like eleven. Yeah, it was bad. You know what I mean? It and it's was like bad. so. And to credit, obviously, to Mackenzie Blackwood, it was one to nothing going into Sharks, going into a, a minute and a half. Of the game. Yeah. yeah, and they kill McCarr, drained one, and took it to Which, overtime. I mean, come on, man. Should have happened earlier. Dude, like, you. And it was a straight up only, screen. You can only hold off the Colorado Avalanche as, like, for just right. as long as you can. But, dude, 50 shots. And you want to know the thing about that kill McCarr goal? And then I'll let you get to your ducks. Is when you watch the replay, yes, it was a Colorado screen. They had a guy screening Mackenzie Blackwood, right? And he just didn't even see yeah. it. It just came right in. There was three sharks there that could have blocked that fucking shot. Could have just stepped right in front of there it. There were also three sh- three sharks there that could have moved the screen. Could have moved the screen. So that but Blackwood all things could being see equal, the, puck. the guy that was behind the guy screening him could have pushed him out of the way. Yeah. But the other two guys, one of them being Hurdle, I believe, could have also just stepped in front of that freaking shot and taken at least one for mm-hmm. the team for the whole game. Like... Yeah. Okay. What about soft. the ducks? I mean, they're soft as baby shit. Right That's now. it, man. And I mean, and we'll we talked about this earlier. It's slop o'clock. It's very sloppy hockey going on. The right. First, you got to get your chemistry together, but it happens. That's pathetic. But fifty one shots, shots is that's not sloppy anymore. That's just lazy. That's like 
all the shots taken, not even shots on goal. They should have 51 yeah. that went combined shots that went wide, mm -hmm. shots that were deflected, mm -hmm. shots on goal. All together, yeah. they should have 51 in an entire game. They, not 51 shots on goal. They probably had more scoring chances than people have registered shots. That's what I'm saying. Than, than teams have registered Combining shots all the, the shots that came off the Colorado Sticks that night, there was probably 90 shots. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Like, who knows? Absolute fire drill in front all of All right, that. what about the Ducks? Yeah, you know what? Ducks actually got a win on their uh, their second game. Um, the second the second half of back to back, uh, they were in in the pond, which is awesome for their uh, their second one. They lost to Vegas in Vegas. I mean, ah, what are you gonna do? Like the it, it's Vegas, man. They're yeah. defending Cup champs. They're so good. Yeah, that's a tough know? game for and, first right out like, the gate. And like I said, they're it's it's sloppy hockey right now. So you know, like Ducks made four mistakes. They lost four one. Uh, actually made three mistakes because one of them was an empty cage. Right, and you know, and Gibson Gibson played pretty good. He played all right. It wasn't it wasn't bad hockey from Gibby actually. You know, like he he played pretty good. Um, you know, I think uh, I think Troy Terry and uh, and Zegers, who you know the Ducks are really depending on for a lot of things this year. They they didn't look perfect, but I mean it's it's first week of the season right. and you kind of let it go a little bit. Uh, McTavish looks like he's shot out of a cannon. He's ready to go. Um, and then uh, you know, I mean, what do you? You don't really say too much about that about that Knights game because it's like, all right, game one, whatever. Mm -hmm. Dude, game two, they played the they played the the Hurricanes at home, bro. Dostal, mm -hmm. Dostal looked good. Yeah, you, you know, it's kind of the thing with the Sharks and Blackwood. It's kind of like, okay, your second option mm -hmm. might be your first option. Dude, Dostal looked pretty good, and and not discrediting anything John Gibson no, did, but, but I mean, like, but I mean, man. I think Dostal's hungry. Like he wants the spot, and he and sometimes looking, that's enough. And he's looking okay. You know what I mean? um, Frank Vetrano showing why the Ducks went and got him in the offseason uh, two off seasons ago now um, from New York is he they got him for that blinding speed, and he is fast. He's a fast, uh, fast winger. Um, not necessarily like the best defensive uh, mind on him, but you know, like he plays wing. So you know, right. what are you gonna do? Um, but he's real quick. He's got a decent to to better average shot. Um, and bro, he comes away with a Hattie last night. That's pretty good. Yeah. No, I mean, he, the Ducks in that game looked a lot better than the Sharks in both of their games. And <laughs> and and this is from when we talked about our, our roster preview. I told you both teams were bad. Mm -hmm. We we know going in both Sharks teams, and Ducks both shucks, teams bro. are bad. Yeah. Oh shucks, man. oh shucks, we're you, we're both bad this everything, year. Oh, anything good is a silver lining, dude. Yeah. Like that's all you can hope for. But the thing that I was saying about about the sharks is that you know, like they have a couple of good guys and they have a couple of albatross contracts. You know what I mean? And it's just like it it is what it is. They're the sharks are question marks that we don't necessarily know right now. A lot of them. Oh, I I know some of them. I think, already. <laughs> I think a couple is, a couple of them you might know. Yeah. But the but the ducks there were their ceiling here their floor and where they really are is right here right? right and I think you saw the floor in the in the Knights game and I think you saw the ceiling in the Canes yeah, game because I mean both our teams obviously kind of roster wise in the same position expectation wise in the same similar position both have tough testing games yeah. right out the gate yeah. we had the, the Avalanche the Knights the Knights and the Canes and just we got. Penguins coming up, yep. like it's just a lot of tough shit right out the gate. Um, so I think a lot of lessons are going to be learned yeah. about the both NHL. These teams. Did not do either of our teams any favors with the schedule. Nope, but um, 
Oh, shucks. Oh, shucks. <laughs> um, well, that's been a bungalow hockey show. The first ever bungalow hockey show. That was fun. Hell yeah, dude. We're going to do it again every week. Tune in Tuesdays. When should we release it? What time on Tuesdays? What's a good time? Mm, I don't know. Uh, when's oh shit o'clock? I don't know. <laughs> I just like, I, I, it's hard for me to think of times because our counterparts uh, at Peak One Sports are in Texas, so they're in Central Time. So every uh, time yeah. I give them a time, they're like, Pacific or Central? <laughs> so like when I release something at five here, it releases at seven there. Um, maybe you say like, maybe you say, uh, say 11 o'clock uh pacific so it's one o'clock central just get it out there yeah because yeah. we'll be doing these on monday so they'll be ready to go like relatively out. lunch break and or, that way it's there know. ready for everybody when they get off work yeah okay so I tune do. in tune in 1 p.m pacific every tuesday yeah, no right. 1 p.m central, 1 PM, uh, central. central. <laughs> i already screwed it up <laughs> all right tune in tuesday yeah. all right tune when in you tuesday. got we it'll, got some time it'll be there just just you know, hit the hit the bell icon. When you the, get at work, I just want to, because like being a Pacific Division guy, or we're from California, the game start at seven seven thirty. You know what I mean? Uh, it's nice somebody to watch these before the game start because yeah. once you get to game time, nobody's watching YouTube. Exactly. So uh, it'll definitely be ready for you every Tuesday before your game start. And that's been the first Bungalow Hockey Show. Thank you, Daniel. Oh, thank you, everybody out there. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you, uh, Betalytics. League swipe, peak ones, slash, but no, bonfire.com slash store slash peak one sports and epic Enjoy your hockey.